Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Mombatho, the Scandinavian La Liga podcast. My name is Lee Roden, I'm here as always. No Alex this week though, you'll notice. And that's because now that we're 7 into the series and now that we're several match days into the season, we decided it was time to do something different, to mix things up a bit and to sit down and talk to someone who I've wanted to chat with for a long time, someone who knows tons about football and whose knowledge I think you're going to enjoy. Sergi Angulo Larin, he's the director of the RCD Espanol Academies in both Stockholm and Finland. But he's also a coach with years of experience despite his young age. He has worked in Spain, he's worked in France, he's worked in Sweden. And he's been to observe in the flesh people like Mauricio Pochettino, like Pep Guardiola taking training sessions and coaching firsthand. So that tells you something about the way he's respected within his field, the, the kind of access he can get that I could only dream of as a journalist. Um, anyway, me and Sergi sat down really with no expectations for what we were going to do. All I knew is I wanted it to be like a kind of chat about football you might have down at a pub with your mates or over a cup of coffee as it would be in Spain most likely. But the difference being with someone who really knows the nuts and bolts of the game. And in the end, I had to stop because we kept going. There was so much to say. So what follows is an unedited more than one hour worth of talk on La Liga on subjects like off the top of my head, the Youth Academy's Athletic Club at Real Sociedad, at Espanol, why that's a really underrated youth system, at least outside of Spain, but essential to their survival and their continued competition in La Liga. We also talk about Barcelona's academy, of course, about why there aren't so many players being used uh, from the academy in the first team these days. Is that because of a change in philosophy, as some people would argue? Or is it because the, the Pep Guardiola era in which youth players were so prolific really raised expectations? We touch on Real Madrid on whether they have any planning at all for the first team on whether it's improvised or whether that's just consistent with the Madrid model. And we talk about Atletico and the strength that Diego Simeone's consistency there gives them as a club when it comes to the turnover and players that happens so often. Anyway, that's just the tip of the iceberg for all that we discussed. And without further ado, I think I'll just let you guys decide. I think it's a fascinating more than hour's worth of football, whether you consume it as a whole or whether you consume it as bite-sized bits. But anyway, without further ado, here's my chat with Sergi Angulo Lerin. Enjoy. Your job you're doing right now is a little bit different, but you're a coach, right? Yeah. Um, how long have you been coaching? Who have you coached with? Like, what's, Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I mean, I've been coach right now like 16 years. Uh, I started my career really young, with 14 years old. I mean, I think it is passionate for football. And uh, of course, I start as everybody in the club that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. I'm playing in one club in in Premier Dal, in my city, really, yeah. really small city yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Barcelona zone. And uh, and I play in under 19, no, even um, in, in under 15. Yep. And with 14 years old, uh, the club say me if I want to to take some kids five years old. no, And I nice. say, yeah, of course. And there I start everything. With 14 years old, I start to coach, I start to have interesting and stuff like that. And um, this is going on, and I and I take the the UEFA B mm -hmm. in 17 years old, and after that UEFA A, and after mm -hmm. that UEFA Pro with 22 years old. Then yeah. everything goes go really fast, and and I get interesting, and after that I get UEFA Pro another time in 2015. Uh -huh. uh, I mean I have two times UEFA Pro, 
for some problems in Spain, but also because I like to to learn. No? Yeah. I do always. I do some courses. Or, You're always learning. Yeah, I, I think this I is always, I'm always learning something because yeah. I think that the football is changing, and I really like it to to listen different people. Yeah. I really like it to see different things, and after that, you do your own way as a coach. Yeah. I can listen this, this, this. I this I like. Maybe I put it sure. in, in my in my philosophy. Yeah. This I don't like. Well, I don't take it. Doesn't matter. You need I mean, knowledge. Right? Yeah, we need to know what the people do or yeah. or what the people think. And and I every year at least I do one or two courses. Uh, now I am more in courses like coaching, yeah. like uh, mental and uh, mm -hmm. how to how to manage the players because I think in the football knowledge. I have quite a lot yeah. of, uh, of knowledge yet and I have quite clear my ideas after 16 years yeah. coaching and now I am more in, in another way that of course is also, is also football but is this, I start with 14 years old in, in my club in Premier Edad, after that I go, uh, I go to, I, I start in futsal mm -hmm. yeah? and after that I go to the football uh, 11 aside mm -hmm. After that, I get an offer from Mataró, that is uh, yeah. really close. After that, Vilasa de Mar, that there was a big challenge because with, uh, with 20 years old, I training uh, under 16 top level yeah. in Spain. And we do a really amazing season. And after that, uh, with 21, I started with a pro and Espanol take me and, and everything started there uh, with, with a pro after, with 22. I go to France. Where did you? Where were you in France? I've been in Marseille. Yeah. In Marseille, uh, and this is my my first professional contract. Yeah. With 22 years old, That's I am in Espanol, and uh, this offer arrived because in Espanol I coach uh, teams from around the world. Yeah. yeah. All the teams that around the world coming to Espanol for training, mm -hmm. I take it in that moment. And uh, this group from France come three weeks, mm -hmm. and after finish this, uh, they say me, well, I want or we want that you come to us and and coach in our academy, be the director in the academy mm -hmm. in Marseille. I say, good, let me think a little bit. I have 22 years old. I never it's go out. Session, yeah. I never go out from home. Yeah. I always live with my parents and. And was difficult, and I talked with a lot of people. And after that, I talked with the guy of Espanol, yeah. with uh, Albert Villarroya in that situation. And I say, look, Albert, I have this option. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think? And he say, me go, yeah, go. And I say, why? And he say, look, the worst that can happen is that in one year you come back, sure, and I will offer you employment in <laughs> Espanol. Yeah. Then the worst that can happen is that in one year you are in Espanol. That is quite good. Yeah. <laughs> I say, well, if you say me like this, why not? He say, you are young, you have talent, you should bet for it. No? And, um, and I go to French and I have really tough moments in French because yeah. it is really difficult, it's difficult culture to adapt. I didn't know the language. Yeah. After two months, I speak French, but I didn't know the language. It's really, really different yeah. culture. We are really close, Spain and France, but we are totally Once different. Apart, yeah. Totally different. Yeah. And I suffer a lot, but I learn a lot. Yeah. As a person, more than as a coach, as a person, I learn a lot. You need this sometimes to be put in a, a difficult situation to, to yeah. get the tools that you need for later on, right? Exactly. Go out of the comfortation yeah. zone. No, I always say, I think it's the best that you can do is go out 
to your comfortable zone because you are alone. You need to do everything by yourself. Yeah. And you need to even call the guy of internet, but you need to do it in French. Mm. And you don't know. This This is a yeah. challenge. Even this, even <laughs> the small things, they are challenged yeah. when you are out of the, of, the, of the comfortable zone. I think anyone who lived abroad can understand this. You know, these small things that you need to do become like a big thing and you yeah. try to delay, you know. Oh, exactly. I need to call you in. No, I don't want to. I don't want to have to do this awkward. Exactly. And then you have to do it and eventually you do it and that makes you grow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel in the first, the first month when I come back home, I feel in home, yeah. you know, and after one year. But the, there the, the, the situation don't go really good because I... The French people is a little bit special. They are they are quite you arrogant. They yeah. think that they are the best of the world, and you go there with new ideas, and they don't want to listen to you. Ah. Then I say, what I am doing here? <laughs> they don't want to sure. to listen to me. And after one year, I, I come back, and then I get offered for professional football in San Andreu, in Segunda B, quite big challenge yeah. again. Uh, start with professional football. Unfortunately, I only been uh, eight months in professional football. We know how it is uh, that uh, it is not even only the scores; it is more things around. Yeah, uh, lots of factors that maybe you win, but you are fired. Yeah. But uh, you need to respect it. when you enter in this world. You need to understand this world, world like this. It's also part of learning, right? Yeah, you have to you accept the rules or not. And that year, I learned a lot from Peter Belmonte, that was the coach. I learned a lot the management without the players, without uh, the coaches, with the, the new papers, with the directive, with the board, and was really master, yeah. master in view, no? Um, and I really enjoy it. After that, I go to as a head coach in, in Andorra, in first division. Yeah. I've been one year, I take a team in a really, really tough situation. Yeah. They only have like, I think, nine points in, in nine games, something like that. And missing uh, five games or six games. And we need to do like, like 12, 13 points for safe, you know? And you have, uh, you have a background like nine, nine points in nine games. It's a bad dynamic. And you need to have yeah. in five games like 13 points. And you say, wow, good challenge. And Mate, you like and, a challenge. I and think. we do it. <laughs> and we do it. We, we winning and we yeah. do 14 points and we save. That was, was amazing. And after that, I get the offer from come to Sweden. And again, I decide to to leave my comfortable zone yeah. because I can learn more. I think Sweden is is amazing country. It's been attractive, no? I mean, uh, in the culture way, it is a development country. And I decided to come and now it's four years. Yeah, here. you've been here a while now. Four years now. Four so, years now. well, you already told me. Uh, what, yeah, so like, because you were telling me that you were really young when you took your first, when you first started to coach. And it strikes me that like my, my friend's kids as well, who are playing in, well, two of them play with uh, Sitges, mm-hmm. uh, with one of the teams there. And their coaches are super young as well. Mm-hmm. So are there a lot of opportunities if you're for your first like entry level job? In Spain? Yeah. Well, well, I think that all it is about the money. Yeah. Uh, you know that, for example, as a club in Spain, you have a lot of players yeah. and you can see that some players have interesting in football and you can offer these players, okay, you don't pay, you play for free, mm. but you coach this team. 
and a lot of players upset because I, we need to say in Spain it's not like Sweden. Yeah. In Spain, when you have 15, 16 years old, you need to manage your money, you need to manage everything. Yeah. And this, I mean, the salaries in that moment, I think that I touch like 60 euros a month. Wow. 60 euros a month, but this is for gasoil to my motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. I can go to dinner sometimes. This give me the life. Yeah. Uh, this work because 16 year I 16 euros a month when you have 15, 14 years old is quite it's good. good. Yeah. yeah it's, it's good. It's I good. mean, you don't have a. I mean, you have everything at home. You, yeah. You this 16 euros is for your. For Fun. you, yeah. For you, <laughs> no. And uh, and this is start. And I think it's good also that. 15, 16 years old, start to manage your money. Yeah, of course. Mm. It teaches you something. If you finish your money uh, before, then yeah. you, are, you are 20 days at home, do anything because yeah. you cannot do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because your parents in Spain, yeah, they don't give you money. For a 15 year old. Exactly. That is <laughs> it's good. And I think in Spain, is a lot of times happens that the young, they are really young when they start yeah. to coach. Also because we have a lot of passion, I think, yeah. in this sport. It is different culturally. For example, here, uh, a guy of 16 years old, he don't think to go and teach kids. Yeah. He don't think in that way. I wonder if that's the, a cultural problem as well, that they're not maybe encouraged to do it as much. Because also I think back in Scotland, maybe it's changed now because it's been like 10 years since yeah. I lived there. But when I think of coaches in Scotland, I think of old guys, you know. Mm. I don't think of like yeah. young people coming through and I wonder if that's something that's a good thing about Spain that it seems to always have this new generation coming yeah. through all the time, you know? Mm. And I, I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good that new people come and that, uh, that it's more difficult for the coaches that are there to keep his place because yeah. new people come all the time. If we go to Espanol, I've been in Espanol last, uh, last, uh, last month mm -hmm. with a formation there and all the coaches are less than 30 years old. Really? All, all of yeah. them. We have under 19 and under 17 is true. They are a little bit older, yeah. but 35, not more, 35. Yeah. But the other ones, they are young coaches. They are people with energy, people yeah. with interesting. That is what football needs. Innovation comes from that too, right? Yeah. You get new ideas. So let's talk about Espanol because your connection with them still has gone... For, they weren't lying. You yeah. always had some... Yeah. So tell me what you do with them here in, in Sweden and also in Finland, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, now we start the, the academy here in, uh, in Sweden. Yep. Uh, I've been here for a while. I know quite a lot in culture, in the country and everything. And, and I get the propose to open the academy here in Sweden. I say, yes, we can do it. And I think it's interesting to bring this methodology to here, to yeah. Sweden. Then... What I do here, it is, I am the director, well, I do everything. <laughs> I am the director, the coach, the sport chef, the, <laughs> a lot of work. the administrative, yeah. everything. I do it here, but, uh, but I think it's some project quite interesting yeah. uh, because we can, uh, some people in Sweden or the kids in Sweden, they can have the same uh, formation that in Spain, but still living in Sweden. So that's, that's it. That's the idea to have the the, the exact same methodology. Yeah. teaching. Yeah, we as a director we go every year uh, to Espanol mm -hmm. for no 
we have a amazing formation. I need to say it's really good formation yeah. from Espanol. It is every day like eight hours that they show, but they don't show football. They show we have different classes, but we have classes of uh, psychology. Mm -hmm. We have plus classes of marketing. Yeah. We have plus classes of uh, of course physical yeah. conditioning, uh, football technique, tactic, everything, and they show exactly what they do there. And the idea is that we do exactly the same here, mm -hmm. the same formation for the for these kids, no? And I think it's quite interesting that a father or a kid that why not want to training as a professional player or like their training in Spain, yeah. he can do it here. Yeah. That's that's great, that's amazing. And I think we can develop a lot of players in that way. I think in in Sweden it is it is a lot of talent. I, I actually have been surprised yeah. the talent that it is in Sweden because you can see players that are extremely good, yeah. but but sometimes you say unlucky because this player of 10 years old, he's amazing good. But yeah. if he have as a coach, a father during 10 years or five years, yeah. because after that in 16 years, the football start to be good in Sweden, 16. Yeah. But what happened with before, yeah. from five years to 15 years it's old? It's a lot of formation it is, and a lot of bad formation. It is parents that I have full respect for yeah. these parents because they do the best that they can, yeah. the best that they can. But I mean, uh, you are informatic, not football yeah. coach. Then your knowledge is not a, as a football sure. coach. It's uh, like I, I don't want... Uh, I don't want like a, a fireman to be doing an operation on me. I want a doctor to be exactly, doing <laughs> exactly. You want I can know a lot of medicine, or uh, I can check in YouTube yeah. something about medicine, but that doesn't mean that I am a doctor. No, right? exactly. It is more or less the same, yeah. no. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of talent uh, that going down because Slips. the formation uh, sometimes is is not good, and yeah. that's a. That's a problem. That's a problem. If we can see some players, players in the Scandinavian countries that they are in the top level, mm. well, they leave the country with 16 years old. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how, so I don't know if you saw this uh, this kid that was at EFK Yotabori, uh, Benjamin Newgram. Mm -hmm. He's unbelievable. Like number ten, yeah. Media Punta. Incredibly talented, like he started I think the season, because for those who don't know in Sweden the season, January uh, yeah. starts in the spring to the, the end of the year. Um, he started the season incredibly, he's like given assists, he's scoring goals and he's at Gothenburg as a professional for like four months and then I think it was Genk came and signed him and mm -hmm. take him out straight away and now he sits on the bench and he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. So this is the problem, I think people leave here too quickly because they don't feel like they... I think so, I get, uh, I, will, I will not say a name but I get a call two years ago, something like that from one father that his son has a lot of talent, mm -hmm. it is amazing, amazing, it is born talent yeah. because it is a guy that he played with two years older and even in two years older he he is the best mm -hmm. and he say Sergi please help me I need to go out of the country for him because he don't get the right education and yeah. right now right now he is the best but if we follow this education during five years yeah uh, he will not develop as a football coach and I say well it's quite difficult to move all your family for one guy yeah. 10 it, years old no but it's but, a risk but yeah. this is the the mentality that the people have that unfortunately is not good coaches here no yeah. and uh, 
and this is what we want that offer offer good coaches offer good trainings for everybody of course depending on the level i i think that everybody needs to play in their level yeah doesn't matter if he's high level or or down level that doesn't matter the player of down level with 10 years old can be a really good player yeah but he needs to play right now in his necessities yeah sometimes we will players that they are not in their necessities and they start to lose a lot of balls they mm. start to feel bad other players they start to say something to him yeah he feeling bad and he quit football sure that's not possible mm. all the players need to play in their necessities and maybe this year you need this one and next year you are a top player we oh. don't know but everyone develops at a different uh, exactly pace right i i say this not that in in sweden is a lot everybody and everybody's equal i say not everybody is equal mm. for me everybody is different yeah of course. everybody have different necessities everybody have different behaviors everybody have different background everybody everybody is different yeah we cannot everybody don't need the same no don't need the same and it's unfair as well to not it's unfair also the, because yeah. here sometimes i get uh, one player that come to training one time and one player that come to training three times yeah why they should play the same amount of minutes yeah no yeah. it's not fair <laughs> it's we need to be a difference be, between equal and equidistant no equidistant yeah. i mean when you get exactly the same that i don't think that this is fair you, not everybody needs to get exactly the same mm. everybody needs to be equal but get what they deserve yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, you, the opportunity can be available to you but you have to earn it right exactly so i, I mean like one thing i wanted to talk about because maybe some of our listeners don't realize espanol's academy is incredible i mean it's, it's a really it's, if you if you know spanish football you understand they produce good players even to the point where right now i don't know if it's still the case but at juvenil a level they were doing better than barcelona yeah so in, the, in, the the, in barcelona in yes actually we open academies around the world right now we have 12 academies around the world because uh, what we want is export this methodology because yeah. right now i mean it is amazing after atleti de bilbao uh, the other thing with more players from the from the academy yeah. from the yo section it is espanol yep. 54% of the players come from the Joe section. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, in the Youth Academy of Espanol, it's really, really big in Spain. It's one of, it's one of the best yeah. academies in Spain. Actually, it's like you say, in under 19, in under 19 right now, they go first. Uh, uh, under 17, all of them are really, really yeah. good. Of course, uh, they compete against Barca, yeah. Real Madrid, but... When you go to a tournament, Espanol is always there. Even semi-finals or final. After that, win, lose, you know how it's football. Yeah. Depend of details, but you are there all the time. That means... Consistent. I mean, it is one of the best academy. I remember like 10 years ago, it's even better yeah. in Espanol. Right now, we have a monster. Uh, in our in Catalonia in, in Barcelona well, as well. I was going to say but, to you because this is the thing. Often people will see a player who is a product of La Masia, if you like, of Barcelona's academy. But then if you look back, you'll see that maybe a few years before he was in Barcelona, he was at Espanol. This was Espanol. This is a constant challenge. We have a lot of situation like this that uh, a lot of players 
go to Barça, for example, this year, zero players go to Barça. Mm. Zero. Last year, uh, seven players yeah. go to Barça. And they pick the best players from Espanol. Of course. But even like this, Espanol is still competing with them and still winning Barça. That's what is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because Espanol say, well, you take this one, I have another one. I have another one that I will give the, the chance to do it, no? Uh, and right now, it start to change a little bit because uh, if you have 16, 17 years old and you want to be a professional football player, well, in Espanol, 54% of the players of the first team are from the youth section. Yeah. In Barca right now, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see now Ansu Fati, but but still, still, yeah. Barca don't have players from no. the youth academy right now. And uh, and then as a player from Barcelona, you are in Espanol to say, well, why I should go to yeah, Barca yeah. if I get the opportunity exactly. here, right? Yeah. And the formation is good. We are really good team. We are. Then I think this start to change yeah. in a positive way for Espanol and because they work really good, mm. really really good. So what the what's the with the academies here? Is the goal? only to sort of export the Espanol model or is it also the possibility that maybe one day one of these kids could come back and be mm. part of Espanol and Spain or is, is the, the first The first objective in a short term mm-hmm. uh, it is implement the Espanol methodology in uh, in Scandinavia, no? that everybody can get a good education in football. I think that's important that the kids deserve. Uh, in the other way, I've been in the, in the formation last, last month and in the medium term, what the Espanol won, it is that some players from the academies mm-hmm. play in the youth section in Espanol. That yeah. is the first step. We cannot forget the FIFA rule until 16 years old. Yeah, yeah. We cannot send players, but it is the right moment to send a player, 16 years old. And in a long term, it is that one player for in academy can play in the first team. Sure. We know it's really difficult to reach this, yeah. but... As better education you can bring in a country and as a better, uh, a, a more players you control, because right now, uh, of course, Espanol control players in Sweden because we are here, then we can choose a player for yeah. go to Spain. That's uh, that's one of the the biggest steps for Espanol. Well, I mean, if, okay, there are, there are exceptions, but if the next Martin Odegaard or if the next Alexander Isaac mm-hmm. appears and you already have an academy in that country, there's a much greater chance that you're going to... I mean, I think, I told yesterday, I think we, right now, the older age is 12 years old, but I think that we are the only club in Sweden that is able to send players to professional club Mm -hmm. that easy. Yeah. I mean, if we get a good player... Sure. Of course, we will send it to (laughs) Espanol. I mean, of course, of course, because this will be good. For us, for Espanol, for everybody, that's, sure. that's a little bit the objective that, that we have. First of all, it is educate good, yeah. create passion, create a mark in Sweden, because yeah. the people in Sweden don't know a lot about Espanol. Sure. After this year, I can start to listen that the people have interest in for Espanol. Good, mm. that's the first step. But the next step is have good players and send it to Spain. Yeah. And for me, it will be the... the the best, the best feeling will be that one player that we educate here, he can have the challenge to be professional. That yeah. will be the best for us. The best, yes. the best, the best. And then is this, 
they say, is for real? If a good player come, he can go to Barcelona? Yes, of course, it's yeah. our objective. Yeah, yeah. Of course, if one player is really good and we think that he have the chance to be there, we are the first one to send it there. So that, that kind of brings me to something I was going to ask you about. So I mentioned like Erdegaard and Isaac. Um, are they exceptions or is there a change happening? I mean, Scandinavia is different countries, I know. But can you see that the football in, in Sweden and Norway or in Denmark is starting to m- maybe come a little bit closer? It's becoming less just physical all the time. I think it's quite huge difference. Yeah. I mean, uh, even in the academies, I've been in, in Jurgen last year and the work of the, the way to work is, is quite uh, different yeah. from the all the Scandinavian countries. As I know in ICO also, I have some friends there and they work in a really good way. I think that that the Swedish, I think that the Swedish people are really smart and uh, and if they don't know, they listen. Yeah. No, and that's really good. And and thanks, thanks. Uh, right now, football is really open for everybody, and we have a lot of experience, and you can listen from a lot of people. And and I think that in in Scandinavia, they start to understand well. Yeah. We need to develop this, how to do it, and they go to different class. For example, Jurgen go a lot of times every year to different clubs to listen what yeah. they do, what they... And I think that's great. I think that this developed the Swedish football. This developed the Swedish football. In another way, if we go to Alvenska, um when I arrived four years ago, it is 4-4-2, four, four, yeah. long balls and long balls. Yeah. Long balls. And now, when you go to see Alvenska, Epa, we have a lot of teams that play football yeah. and try to play football. I don't know. Now it is in a moment that the football is changing in Sweden. Yep. And I am 100% sure that the, the football in Sweden is changed and start to be more uh, more European, yeah. no? more inside the, the Europe, more professional. As I understand, next year, Alvenka and Superettan, they double uh, the entry money. That's, that's great. That's great. They start to... I think, it's my personal opinion, but 10 years ago, football in Scandinavia is like a hobby. Mm. Now, start to be a profession. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I start to be a profession. That's, that's good. That like this, is possible to, to develop football. Maybe one of the things that we need to say it is, in Asbenska, you can only find Swedish coaches. Yeah. Then, uh, I ca- as I can see, a lot of teams want to play, but maybe they don't have the knowledge enough yeah, to, yeah. to do this, no? But it's the first change that the people is interested in and other things. Not only 4 for 2 and play long. And of course, I think that the academies already changed, mm-hmm. most of them. Uh, and the professional football is, is changing as well. It can only be a good thing also if you have a player from that country going and playing in Spain it gives more exposure to a different kind of football maybe new kids who are watching it saying oh mm. I want to play like Alexander Isaac I want to for example like Real Sociedad actually, yeah. yeah actually I think that this is this is really important for for the country that uh, some players go away yeah. because they get more interesting for another yeah. leagues only because this player is there no I think uh Ibrahimovic opened the, the doors uh, to the football yep. that the people start to have interesting in Calcio when he played there, in La Liga when he played there 
uh, even in MLS, some yeah, people. You can see it. It's true. And that's uh, that's that's good. I mean, this kind of players like Isaac Odegaard, they open, they open the the, the world, yeah. the football world to Sweden because ah, this player played there. Wow, we will see. You have quite well. I know that you know people at Aiko quite well. Did you see Isaac when he was younger? Did yes, you yes, yes. I saw it, Isaac. I think, I mean, he have extremely talent. Uh, I think he was really young to go to the first team, but yeah. he go and he succeed. He was 16 maybe. Yeah, 16 or 15. Yeah, really? 16. <laughs> and I mean, was uh, for me was wow. Yeah. I mean, this uh, I only see with Messi. <laughs> with 16 yeah. years old, he played in first division. No, of course, it's not La Liga, it's Alvenska. Yeah, but still. But it's still a really big challenge for him. And when I see him succeed in that level, I say wow. Yeah, this guy he have he have extremely talent and he have extremely character personality. Yeah. You know because go there and play as he play with yeah. sixteen years old. It is like wow to take that responsibility. And then you can see that this player will be a football player. Will be a football player when when with sixteen years old he can do what he do yeah. in Alvenska. But then it also depends. I guess it's very important how you how you manage that player's talent, right? Yeah. How you treat them, how you coach them, how you make sure that you give them the best conditions to try exactly. and succeed. I think, I don't know if it was good or bad for him to go to to Dortmund. Yeah. We never know. Yeah. We never know. Maybe he's still in ICO and uh, and he don't succeed as, as he yeah. succeed the first year and he don't have the challenge to, to go to a big league. He go to Dortmund, but he don't play. He don't play, and this was a hard moment for him as well. I am sure that Dortmund buy you for 15 million euros, yeah. something like that. That's a lot of money, yeah. And you don't get minutes. Yeah. Well, I think it's good, but again, he show his his personality again there, and he say, "Well, I will work." After that, he go to it's William, bit, um, yeah, the Netherlands, uh, and he succeed. Boom, boom, Real Sociedad, good. But this play, same with Odegaard. Yeah. Odegaard was amazing player, 16 years old, go to Real Madrid, zero minutes. I don't know if that's good for these players, or maybe yes, because in the final they succeed. Yeah. I, I remember before, I mean, I remember Iniesta or Xavi, yeah. uh, the first game with the first team of Barca with 23 years old yeah, of Iniesta. Exactly. 23! Yeah. 20, and these guys have 16. I mean, I don't know if they are ready to this level. Uh, I don't know. But they still succeed. But it's true that they don't succeed in Real Madrid. They don't succeed in Dortmund. They succeed in William II or William Segundo, we say yeah. in Spain. Uh, other guys succeed in, uh, in, in, in Holland, yeah. in Vitesse. In that kind of leagues. Then could it? I wonder though, from what you say too, and I wonder sometimes, could it have gone wrong for them too? Because, like, maybe only a, a special kind of player and maybe only a person with the right people around them can, can succeed in that situation. Another player who goes to Real Madrid or goes to Dortmund at 16 and doesn't play, maybe that's it, you know? It's yeah, that's gonna happen. I mean, I, uh, this Olson that now is in Krasnodar, yeah. Uh, he he goes go in Arsenal. Yeah. Christopher Olsen. Uh, he's he after last year he played in Ico, two years ago he yeah. played in Ico. When I see him in Alvenska, I say, wow, this is a, this is an amazing player. He have a lot of talent. 
why he don't succeed in Arsenal? It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really difficult to go away. If, if for me, with 22 years old, it's difficult to go to France. You can imagine, with 16 years old, and that they cost 15 million euros. You have the yeah. pressure that this gives to you. <laughs> yeah. You are a guy that costs 15 million euros. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure for one guy 16 years old. Especially these days, I mean, already when these kids are like 16, 17, there's people like following them on social media, there's journalists writing articles mm. about them. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. They look like the best of the world yeah. and they have only 16 years old. But in another way, they, they are professional football players and, and I am sure Isaac Odegaard, I mean, the level that they have right now, they can be in a big team. Then mm. I cannot say that's good or bad. Maybe it was a good decision mm-hmm. because with 16 years old, you're training with the first team of Dortmund. You've grown as a football player for sure. For sure. Yep. Then maybe, I mean, they need to go with this mentality. I have 16 years old, maybe I don't play, but I will grow as a person and as a player. Uh, I think someone someone has to be giving them good advice yeah because all right you can ask the question about the first decision about going to to Dortmund or Real Madrid I know that Isaac was very close to going to yeah. Real Madrid and then decides mm-hmm. not to probably a good thing um, I think because before was Odegaard exactly I think yeah, it's for this example yeah right? the example but whoever told them go to the Netherlands to go on loan or go to Real Sociedad I think is mm. smart because there could be other options maybe that were more attractive in some way that could have worked out yeah. worse for them. I, I think I remember also Canales, no? that is yeah. a player from Spain, that yeah, yeah. he played in Racing de Santander and he signed. Talent. Amazing, yeah. amazing. But after he went to Real Madrid, zero minutes and. Yeah. Well, that is not good enough. Yeah, but what to do? And after he, he, and, and he succeeded. He was an amazing football yeah. player. And, and in the last uh, the last three months, I think he was in the national yeah, team in Spain. Yeah, Betis, yeah. Perfect, perfect. But it takes a long time. But there's a lot of time. I think uh, sometimes we put too much pressure on mm. these kids. No, uh, they they are kids. They are kids. They are kids that they play PlayStation. Yeah. A little bit similar of um, Dembélé. We talk of La Liga. No, a player that come from Dortmund. He have 19 years old, but go to Barca, and. Difficult, yeah. difficult for a guy that, I mean, he costs 110 million euros. You know, the, the, yeah. the, you are a guy that one club pay 110 million yeah. euros for you. I mean, you are... I mean, we can already see... You can lose your mind. Of course. <laughs> I think about this because I think about, and Joao Felix is a, a more recent one, but with Cristiano Ronaldo, when he went to Real Madrid, it was almost 100 million euros I think but yeah. he was he was a player who'd already been playing for a long time who'd won Champions League who had yeah. so much experience yeah and he cost that money only 10 years later we're getting these kids who have like maybe one year two years of that's true and that's true but in it's like this I think it's different different position it's really difficult to pick the right player in the right moment I yeah. think also these clubs they have different kind of kind of clubs uh, requirements exactly uh, you can go I don't know maybe this Odegaard right now it is in Real Sociedad he succeed amazing good five games he played five in the star uh, really really good performance 
can be an option for Real Madrid to yeah. take it in, but needs to be the right moment. I mean, if the right moment is I sell Tony Cross, it's the right moment yeah. to take Odegaard. <clears throat> but if front of him it is Tony Cross, Modric, uh, Casimiro, yeah. uh, if front of him have three players, don't take him. No. This player needs to play. Needs to play. Maybe he's lucky that he saw Danny Ceballos last year and he says, for okay, example, maybe. But this is a problem, definitely. Uh, timing, I think, is so important. But how do you know when it's the right time? <laughs> this is the hard part. That's, because... that's really hard. That's really hard <laughs> because as a club, as a club, you take a youth talent because he can be in the bench because yeah. the, the, the good players need to win the game yeah. and in professional football, you need to win. Then you need a strong players in the field and young players in the bench that can come in. The problem is when these young players don't get the opportunity, mm. then... Uh, <laughs> then you have the reverse. Yeah, exactly. Then this player cannot develop. It's really, really, really hard. I want to ask you about Real Sociedad, um, because maybe their academy is not... Cause I think internationally, the, the, the clubs that get attention above all is Barcelona, right? Uh, for their youth structure and spin. Mm. But Real Sociedad, it seems to me that every year they have a lot of uh, young players coming through. And yeah, it must be a good academy system that they have. I cannot talk about the academy. I didn't know yeah. the academy, but for sure they will work good because they have uh, in Spain it is quite different and they work really, really good. But in the other way, I think it's the, the necessities of the team. Yeah. I mean, I think that you are in Real Sociedad, team that cannot invest a lot of money on mm -hmm. players and a coach that is from long time in Real Sociedad in the Joe section. Yeah, yeah. These two things give you the chance to put players up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, you cannot. Yeah. Is this, to the big clubs you need to win every year. Every year you need to win. And you need good players yeah. for win. Good players, players that they have already the uh, the, the, the playing from long time yeah. in La Liga, no? That players that hey can uh, manage the pressure, and this the young players cannot do it. Yeah. What happens? Teams like Atleti Bilbao, Español de Barcelona, Real Sociedad, Villarreal, teams that they don't need to win, they don't yeah. need to win, and they have a coach from home. I was going to ask because I never thought about it, but now that you mention it. So, obviously, uh, Real Sociedad have a coach who's been there. Athletic have a coach who's been there. Uh, Espanyol have a coach and had a coach last year who had been there. Mm -hmm. It's not coincidence, right, that these clubs are also given chances to Of course. Players. I mean, yeah. it is, if, you want to, if you want to bring players from the Yost Academy to the first team, yeah. first one, you, you need to be... You don't, if you have money, it's difficult. Yeah. Because you buy another player. Sure. You don't give the chance. A, and if you need to have, and if you have money, you don't have a coach from your job section. Yeah. Then, the first step for bring players is this: don't have money, yeah. <laughs> have the necessity, and and that's true. That's true. I mean, Espanol don't have a lot of money to buy players, but they give chances to players, and they've been professional football players in in the in the future. So what has happened to Barcelona then? Because Barcelona had money, has had money for a long time. But still, it was uh, giving young players a chance. Is this just because they had a really exceptional group of young players? Or is there some change mm. in the mentality? Yeah, but when this happens? Yeah. When this wow. happens? This happens with Guardiola. Mm. 
with Guardiola have a lot. All eight of the players, uh, when they win Champions League, they are in the youth section. Yeah. Good. What happened? Guardiola being coached in the youth academy mm. and being player Same thing. for a whole time. <laughs> in another way, it's not the best moment from Barcelona to take players. Because in that moment, Real Madrid buy where they want. Yeah. And Barcelona is like the, in that moment, eh? Barcelona is like the second option. And what they do? We have one coach that he coached mm. Barca B and he knows perfectly the place of Barca B. Yeah. And he's saying, oh no, I don't want this one. I take this one from home. He get, he brings opportunities to the players. If, if I am 100% sure, if was not Guardiola the coach in that moment, mm. I am sure that Busquets is not a football player. Yeah. Because nobody will trust him. Sure. But Guardiola being with him, with, with Busquets, with Pedro, for, uh, Isaac Cuenca. Uh, There's so many yeah, at that time. So many yeah. in that time. And he being with them for one year in Tercera División. Yeah. And he, I remember Busquets in, in one year, uh, he played in Division 4 yeah. in Spain, Division 4 in Spain. And the one year after, his World Champions Cup <laughs> with Spain. In one year after. And it's because somebody gave him the chance to show. Yeah. And in that it's case, it was, was Guardiola, no? And I think it is a really good players yeah. in Spain, in Espanol, in Barça, yeah. in Madrid. In, but they don't get the chances. They get the chances in Espanol? Yes. Yeah. Why? Not money yeah. and not... Uh, Necessity, right? Necessities. Yeah, yeah. You need to bring these ones. Well, goodbye. Uh, Borja Iglesias. Betis Bayet. Yeah. Victor Campuzano. Yeah, yeah. And he's a good player, but mm-hmm. you need to give the chance to him. So almost in a way, it's maybe unfair, but it's almost a, you almost have to be more brave to be the coach of Barcelona or to be the coach of Real Madrid and say, no, I want this guy from, the, from Castilla or from the B team, right? Because it is difficult. the pressure on you is to make it, these... It, that's the problem that uh, I think, no? That, that's the problem that they, the people demand to them to win every year champions, La Liga and Copa del Rey. Yeah. Every year you need to win this. If you don't win all three, you're failure. <laughs> and as a coach... You trust more one guy that played seven years in La Liga in high level and he has 27 years old than one guy that has zero games in La Liga. Of course, you say, well, I prefer this one for win, yeah. for win. But if I cannot have this one, good, I take this. Then the necessity, put players on. And I think that's, that's really important. The necessity and a people that know the players. Yeah. You need to know somebody that knows the players because you can have in uh, Espanol be extremely good player, mm. but if the first coach don't know him, it's impossible that he put it on. Of course, no. He has to trust them. This is one of the big difference with Sweden, for example. As I see, I've been in academy in Sweden and I know quite a lot. In Spain, we are a club. All the club go in the same way. Yeah. The first team know the second team yeah. and know the under nineteen. Sure. All the players. Well, all the players. Explain this. So are they? I guess often they'll be working at the same Ciudad Esportiva, Sporting. Yeah. They'll be eating maybe near each other. They'll be so all the time they're interacting. This right? is one of the things that missing, for example, in Sweden. Yeah. In Sweden, what I see is the academy to one side, the first team in yeah. the other side. It's like 
sometimes they don't even train in the same facilities. Mm. They never training at the same time. In Spain, under 19, train in the morning yeah. with the professional players. Yeah. Why? Because if the first team in the minute 10 of the training, one player is injured, and one under 19, yeah. bam, the coach, he know the player. He start to know the player. But if you training, if your first team training at 10 and your under 19 training at 5 of the afternoon, how the first team can know the players of the under 19? It's impossible. Yeah. And if I don't know, how I should trust one player under 19? I don't trust him. I prefer the other one that he play in Sundsvall uh, in a good level in, in Advenska before take uh, under 19 Advenska because I don't know him. You need to know the people for trust the people. If this guy under 19, for example, it's really easy. In Sweden, if the under 19 and the first team training at the same time, it's really easy to transfer players to Alaget to under 19. Yeah. Really easy because Hey, I'm missing one player coming up. Yeah. Boom. The coach already know. What is your name? Papa, your position? Well, I know him. Yeah. Maybe I like, maybe I don't like, but this guy, he have the challenge to show. Yeah. But if we don't training even in the same facilities, I mean, it's impossible. So how, how does, coming back to Barcelona, if, if they, they have all this, because you've been there and I've been there, the, the sporting city that they have, everything is really close together. Mm -hmm. The coach surely knows most of the players that are underneath them. How do they, not how do they go back, but is it just a question of that the right coach needs to be there to take these players again into the first team? Or is it now because there's so much pressure on that club to constantly achieve that it becomes more difficult? I don't know. I think that's that is one of the key. What I've been surprised if we talk about La Liga and we talk about Barcelona, what I've been surprised is that one guy like Ernesto Valverde, mm -hmm. that he been in Atleti de Bilbao yeah. and he bet a lot for the young players yeah. for his necessities because he cannot sign players. Yeah, he need to bet for them, but he bet for them and he bring a lot of players to the first team. How in Barça don't do it? Mm. And I think it's for the pressure that he gets. He needs to win the three titles every year. Yeah. And it's difficult. I mean, you need to have the top, top, top players in the world for win the three titles yeah. in a year. Then you don't give chances to under-19 players. With the, the evidence situation, it is when, when uh, Barca have an injury to Funtiti. Yeah. And they need to... And they sign a as a fifth, yeah. uh, five central back. Yep. Uh, the guy from Valencia. Yeah, the guy from uh, Valencia. Murillo. Murillo, Murillo. Yeah, from 35 it's, years it old. It says much that we can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> he's a guy exactly. He don't play any minute. Yeah. Then, good. If you have a five plays as a central back that you know that he will not play any minute yeah. or he will play 30 minutes in all the season, why you don't give the chance to one guy yeah. from under 19 to be in this five place. Mm. At least he will turn in the first team and he will be in the first team. After that, we don't know, but, but, but I think that Valverde take this because this, he is obligated to win yeah. all. Well, and it's a bad season if you only win La Liga, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't understand how it can be bad yeah, season, but, but it one. is. But does this also come from, I mean, because the structure as well in these clubs, it must also come from the sporting direction, right? From the sporting directors and these people. I mean, can they have some influence also? And they say, should have it. Yeah, but they, they should have the influence. Yeah, 
But what is the influencer? If the people demand me win, the influencer is the people I we need to win. Yeah. And I translate this to the coach, <laughs> and the coach say, well, if I need to win, I need this player. Then um, I think that this this for example, we talk about Barca right now. For example, in Barca, is change it a lot. Mm. This uh, this position of director technique now I think is Abidal. Yeah, exactly. But he but, was... but before was uh, Robert and before yeah. was Chiki Bregenstein and in the middle was another one. So I don't Zareta know. Was so yeah, was before been a, lot of a lot of people in the same role and now they talk about Carlos Puyol. Yeah. Then I mean, if the director technique or who's supposed to be the boss in the football, mm. he's not stable. The club is not stable. Yeah. In Espanol, we have Oscar Perard now, but I, I can only say good words of him yeah. because it's amazing good. And it's always the same. It's always the same. It's always the same. And we have one way to go and everybody knows this is the way. Yeah. And we go in that way. And the way it is, of course, ambitions for win titles, but we know where we are. Mm -hmm. We know uh, our, our position. And we take a lot of players to professional football. We cannot forget, not only in Espanol, a lot of players go, I mean, Eric Bailly, that is in, uh, in Manchester United, yeah. he comes from Espanol. Jonathan Soriano is from Espanol. It is a lot of players yeah. from Espanol to Barcelona. Then, uh, well, it is, if even Philip Coutinho, he, he was yeah. in Espanol. Yep. Uh, Marco Asensio, he wasn't, they don't come from the youth academy, but it's true that it's a team, a jump team. Players yeah. with a lot of talent that come, they know they're going to play, play minutes, and after that, boom, yeah. you're going on. And this, Espanol needs to take advantage about that. So, uh, we'll almost finish because we talk so much, <laughs> maybe we'll be here all day. I yeah. can keep talking about football. <laughs> yeah, minutes, that's the problem. I'm thinking about a team that, Real Madrid, I think, right now are an interesting team because they have a lot of they own a lot of really good young players. Um, some of them they sold, like Marcos Llorente, I don't understand, but okay. So they own people like Erdogan, like Ceballos, who went out, Fede Valverde, like Reguilón, who's out of Sevilla. And, but instead of giving these players a chance, they continue with the older generation, maybe to the point where that becomes a problem because maybe those older players are not as motivated or not. I don't know. For me, I Actually, I think that Real Madrid signed good players, but we're still in the same. They don't give the the challenge to, mm -hmm. or the uh, yeah the opportunity. the opportunity to to play. Uh, Marcos Llorente, I mean, I think he's an amazing yeah. player, and and he go to Atletico Madrid. Reguilón yeah. is uh, amazing player, and and he go to Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand Carvajal. I remember. Carvajal have two, three years that everybody want to sign a, yeah. a right winger back. Mm. Well, you have Carvajal, what do you want more? I mean, um, but I think this is the... Real Madrid also was a club that always picked the stars. Yeah. You know? And the supporters want this. Looks like the supporters want this. It's not a team that put young players up. But they start to change a little bit the philosophy. They don't put players up, but they sign uh, young players like mm. Ceballos, Isco, uh, Odegaard, mm. this kind of, of guys. No? And I think it's good, but they need to, to give the, ch yeah. the chance to them. 
um, and it's still the same problem. Well, do they have an identity crisis as well? Because when you when you get when you bring in Julian Lopetegui, to me he's a coach who will give chances to these younger players. He's much more open to that. Mm-hmm. But then after what I don't know, let's say a month and a half, you gone. And then you bring in Santiago Solari from the, the academy, no. who also has given these younger players a chance, and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. And then you bring back Zidane, who's not going like, to... That's the way he works, and that's yeah. fine, and he has success with that. But it seems to me that there's no, there's no plan, or there's no clear but sense of direction. Looks look like Real Madrid uh, wanted to change, and it's for this they signed young players, it's for this they signed Lopetegui. Yeah. Lopetegui was a coach in in under-21 uh, national team in Spain. He coached uh, this kind of guy, Reguilón, uh, Isco, mm. Ceballos, uh, Morata, this this yeah. uh, national team in under-21, and they win the, the, the Euro Cup with him. It is like uh, we bet for a coach, mm. That can give challenge to to the youth players, but when he do it and they lose, goodbye. Yeah. Then it's like, well, what do you want? Yeah. You want to win? Then uh, you need to put the players at always because you need to put Cristiano Ronaldo, you need to put Gareth Bale. You need... Look this, look this situation. Zidane, in a conference press, say. If Bale can go out tomorrow, it's better for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And now he play all the games, all the games. Then yeah. I don't, I don't understand. So you answer my question, I think. What happened? There's no plan. <laughs> no, I don't look. Looks like wanted, but when they lose, they don't trust anymore. Yeah. And they lose in one, one and a half months. You need to give time to this project. I mean, mm. what it is amazing or unreal is that Guardiola take the team and win everything. Mm. That is. That is not happens again. It's I not mean, normal. it's not normal. You need to give, okay, you give the challenge to Lopetegui, mm. and I think you need to give him one year, two years, and we will see the development of the players, and we will see if they succeed or not. But I mean, in, in, in one month, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> in one month, uh, he bet for, uh, for no, Isco, no, but Ceballos, he yeah. play a lot, Revilon, uh, play players, young players. And in one month you say goodbye. Yeah. After Solari, bet a lot from Vinicius. Yeah. No, also quite young uh, Valverde. Mm. He put a lot of young players, and also after three months, goodbye because you don't win. And there was no. I don't think there, in the end. I think if you looked at the points and where they were, there was no improvement by the end of the season. No. So all these changes for nothing. I want to ask like quickly about the because you're a coach. Were you surprised when Zidane went back? Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> really surprised. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I think, actually, that is my personal opinion. I think that the the club do it for safe. They yeah. ask in that moment because it is Lopetegui, Solari. Yeah. It is a really bad position in the league. Yeah. Out of uh, out of uh, Champion League. Yeah. Out of Copa del Rey. I mean, they don't have anything. Yeah. Anything. And they say, well, we put Zidane, the people will be happy, and we save this uh, this season like this. But I, I even don't think that Real Madrid think is the best option. I even this, I don't know. But do you understand why he did it? Because for me, it's like he he ended there perfectly. Yeah, there's no, there's no way to end better. No. You've won La Liga before. You've won three Champions Leagues. 
you're God as far as everyone's concerned. Yeah. And as a coach, you're at the top of it. Anyone who's looking for someone might think about you. From, mm -hmm. Why Why would he do it? Just because he loves Real Madrid? Just because he was bored? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's that to know. I think that he 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 quit Real Madrid because he knows that he cannot is still winning. Yeah. Because of course everybody talk about the three champions in a row, but they win the last Champions League. But I think that they are four in the table in La Liga. Yeah. Uh, in a Copa del Rey, it is a really early out also. And of course, the people only have focus in La Liga, uh, in Champions League, but but he knows yeah. that he cannot still winning uh, in that way. Yeah. And it's for this he quick, he say, but it's for this I'm really surprised that he take it again. Yeah, exactly. Because he know it. What is, what is changing in eight months? Nothing. Why is it so difficult? Because on the times that this has happened, so I think... Um, Van Gaal, when he went back to Barcelona, for example, I think Saki went back to Milan. Um, this happens quite often where a coach comes back to their the job they used to work in, and they can they find it really difficult. Why why is it so such a challenge to to the second time you go? You know, I, I don't understand. Is it because that maybe you have a completely different group of players? The conditions have changed. I don't know. Yeah, I think that. Every time that you go to one group, it is different. Every year is different group. Every year is everything different, and you need to adapt. And sometimes I I don't know the coaches, of course, but sometimes looks like a coach that been there, go and try to do the same, yeah. and maybe right now didn't work after five years because the players are different yeah. and the, the necessities are different. No, can work also. Uh, we have some some situations that that work again, uh, but I think the coach needs to be really really adaptable to yeah. the situation to go down and and say well I adapt again. I remember last year Villarreal, yeah, Villarreal <laughs> have a coach, they fire the coach, and after one month yeah. they sign the same coach again, yeah, and they do amazing season, yeah, yeah, and they survive. Uh, uh, it's something. Sometimes it's something from from the board yeah. that is that you don't understand yeah. why he is fired. I mean, uh, and after one month you take it again. You realize <laughs> the you same the guy that you fire. It is like a little bit crazy, but sometimes work. But for example, this situation is only one month different and it's the same season. But of course, if you come after two seasons. That that um, question of adaptability. So, because I, I mean, I guess the other thing is, like you said, if you're away for two seasons, everything else has evolved when you're not there. Um, but also for people, is that maybe explains why these days it's very rare that you see a coach who's in a job for six or seven or eight years because you have to constantly adapt. Which makes me think about Diego Simeone mm -hmm. at Atletico Madrid, um, who okay, he hasn't won La Liga again, but they're still always there. He mm. must be very good at adapting and adjusting somehow because the things around him are changing, the players are changing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that way, I don't know if he's the opposite. Eh? Because really? if you sign for Atletico Madrid, you know who is there. Yeah, or yeah. you adapt to the coach. Yeah, yeah. Or don't sign <laughs> for him. Yeah, I think, yeah. I and I think that's that's good. I think that actually, I think that the player needs to adapt to the club. Mm -hmm. The club needs to have one philosophy, and everybody needs to go in the same way. And right now, but this is not the Atletico Madrid philosophy. This is a Simeone yeah. philosophy because Atletico Madrid before is not like this. No. But was good. Everybody know, and I think that uh, that Simeone don't 
he tried to change a little bit, yeah. but didn't go well for him, yeah. and he come back to the. Exactly. Uh, I go Every back. Season. <laughs> I go back to my yeah. way that Confident. I feel confidence, yeah. and everybody knows that this is my way. If yeah. you don't come to be, if you don't want to be here, goodbye. Look what happened with Arda Turan. Yeah. And he said, "I am tired to run." Yeah. It's for this I leave. But eh, he leave Atletico Madrid. Nothing more. Yeah. In the prison it yeah. is. No. <laughs> he get two years prison, but he don't go in. But. But I mean, it is a really, really close style, and I think that the player should adapt to him. Simeone, I think, is fascinating because, well, this is a different subject and I won't go any further, but if you look at when he was coaching in Argentina, at least in the beginning, he's completely different. He's trying like Marcelo Bielsa style, yeah. and then one day he realizes, okay, this is my way. But, um, so then I guess you don't expect that this season, even though, because they got a lot of new players in. They got Joe Felix, you mm. know, like talented. They've got Lamar there already, and more technical mm. players. But ultimately, I guess we're not going to see too big a change, right? I mean, players are always different, individual players, mm. but the overall approach probably is going to be. I think that will be the same way because, I mean, in professional football, the most important is win, and this uh, get them succeed. Then yeah. I think it's good. In another way, as you say. I don't say that Simeone is this. Mm. Simeone adapt. Mm. Simeone come to a club, Atletico Madrid, that in that moment, he don't have amazing good players. No. And he decided to, well, we defend good. In that moment, I don't know who was the striker, but I think Forlan, maybe. Uh, Falcao. I or Falcao. Yeah. I have a striker that, oh, yeah. oh, countering. Exactly. And works, 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 works. Yeah. And we keep this philosophy, but maybe Simeone signed for that they say before no Inter the Milan. Yeah. He changed his style. Sure. I don't I think that the coach need to be really adaptable to the situation, really adaptable to the team. I mean this team is like this. Mourinho, Mourinho, the people say, oh it's only defensive and counter-attack. Well in Real Madrid mm. was like this. Mm. But he have the perfect players for do that. Yeah. I mean he find the perfect way. You have a it's fast players. In that moment, it is Ronaldo, Di Maria, Benzema. You have Xavi Alonso that put the ball wherever you want. Mm. Win the ball, ball to Xavi Alonso and, and go. And, and he win the league. Uh, but I think this is a great coach. Mm. He look his players and he do the best for them. Yeah. I think should be like this. Uh, in the other way is for this. If we talk about Guardiola. He chose the perfect team for him. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% agree with that because if you have this philosophy, you need to go to the team that goes good for you. Don't go to another team that, that you need to do other things. Or you adapt or you go to the club that, mm -hmm. that is the right way to you. Uh, all right, last thing we should talk about because otherwise yeah. <laughs> the sun's going to go down because it's yeah. past 12 o'clock in Sweden. Uh, yeah, one thing I'm interested in because it seems like... To, I, I love La Liga and I think it's great, but I think it's obvious that now there's a change maybe in the sort of cycle of football and that now the Premier League seems to have changed the way it's approaching things, at least the top teams, uh, and the results are coming in European competition as a result. Mm. Um, well, first of all, do you think that like the, the way that Premier League teams are playing has changed in recent years and as is their success? Is it because of coaches? Because if you look at who's there, you've got Guardiola, you've got Klopp, you've got Pochettino. These are people who 
are very different to the Premier League coaches from 10 years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I think that the, the Premier League is changing, but it's changing for the people that is inside the Premier League. Mm -hmm. I mean, Premier League get much money than mm -hmm. even the other leagues in the world. Yeah. And they can buy what they want and they buy a lot of product outside of England. Yeah. Because I don't know, but maybe they see that England style don't work anymore. Yeah. And they want to change. That's a smart decision for them. And it's this. You have Pep Guardiola. You have Pochettino. You have Unai Emery. Mm. You have uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores now. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, um, Julian Klopp. Yeah, you have different... Uh, but I don't, I don't know how many coaches in England are from England, actually. If, uh, not many. Not maybe, a lot. Maybe two in the top league. Yeah. And I don't know how many players also are from England. Mm. Not a lot. Then it is like, it is right now Premier League is like a Europe league. Yeah, league. Europe. Yeah. It is all the Europe or even the world. It's a world league. Mm -hmm. It is, it's for this get a lot of followers as yeah. well because Spanish people look sure. Spanish coaches and Spanish players in the Premier League. Swedish people have players in, in, in Premier League, yeah. South American, Africa, uh, all the, I think that they will have, Premier League have players from around the world, from around the world, and uh, it's more easy to see, you know, if you go yeah. to La Liga, 80% of the players are from uh, from Spain yeah. or something like that, yeah. then yeah. the followers that you get is a Spanish guy, yeah, yeah. but if you go to England, it is really, really different. Mm. Uh, everybody's from different countries and then this get more views mm -hmm. because the people want to see his player. I don't know, Mané. Yeah. Everybody's follow Premier League for Mané in yeah. uh, uh, Senegal. Yeah. Uh, Salah. All yeah. Egypt follow yeah, yeah. Premier League for That's Salah. I mean, that means they get more interesting around the world because they have players from around the world mm -hmm. and coaches from around the world. Then the Egyptian people look Premier League for Salah. Mm -hmm. And this is like this. Then they get an amazing product. Why? I don't know if they do it intentionally or not. This I don't know. Yeah. But they get people from around the world. And are all the world look this. Well, I think they're very good at marketing. They've always been very good at marketing, but the question is also what do you do with that and what do you do with all the money, right? Mm. And so for many years, like maybe let's say six or seven years ago, they still had all the money, but it was not maybe not being invested in the mm. right way and then La Liga was very much on top yeah. and then they seemed to turn a corner, I don't know. But then it'll be interesting to see if, because I think La Liga is also changing very slowly, but in, in terms of this marketing side yeah. of things, um, if if the uh, the long term idea is to try to make La Liga more international, mm. you know, because mm. like we said, now you have Odegaard from Norway, yeah. you have Isaac from from Sweden. Okay, these are small countries, but they bring yeah. attention to the league, and it changes in turn. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. But man, we should stop talking. Yeah, we yeah, yeah talking otherwise we will talk <laughs> all the life. Thank yeah. you so much. Cheers. So there you go, that was my more than one hour conversation on all things Spanish football with Sergi and Golo Larin. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did having it. If you got through the whole thing, congratulations first of all. Second of all, thank you for listening. And I'd ask you the favour that we always ask every week. Could you please like, comment, subscribe, whatever the system is on the podcast distribution service of your choice. It really helps us to see how many people are listening already. The numbers have way exceeded our expectations, but we want to keep growing so we can keep doing this because we love it. 
And we welcome, as always, your comments, your suggestions, your complaints, even. Is there something that you liked that we talked about you want us to talk more about? Or is there something that you want us to talk less about? Would you like the Scottish guy to shut up? I don't know. Anything is welcome. We're always trying to improve the pod. Next week, next Monday, we'll be back with the usual standard format. Alex will be back and we'll be looking back on La Liga. As always, and also looking ahead to an international break that's particularly relevant for us because we're a Scandinavian La Liga podcast and Spain will play Sweden. So until then, hey, though, adeo, adios. Thank you very much and see you soon.